Welcoming to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. Happy to be your host today. We're going to spend some time today talking through the idea of virtual small groups with uh, the, the culture uh, being challenged with everything uh, coronavirus and COVID-19. Uh, we've obviously across the nation had to make some significant adjustments to how we do ministry, and that includes small groups. And so I'm actually bringing in one of our small group leaders from our Rocky Butte campus, Kayla Smith. And so actually bringing her in remotely. So we're going to pop into the beginning of that conversation. I think you'll find it helpful. Um, So you'll definitely want to check out the show notes for a few websites that we'd like to point you towards as we have some great resources. And I hope you find this episode to be helpful. God bless you and have a great all right. Good morning, Kayla. <laughs> Glad you're here today. Thank so, you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be talking about um, quarantine. Who loves quarantine? Not me. Not me. So, <laughs> uh, but just you know, want to make sure uh, that we don't just record the normal old episodes. You know, uh, ignoring maybe kind of this huge reality that's going on in the world. You know, and so um, we, you know, obviously the Growing Faith podcast. We focus mostly on pastoral care and on small groups. And so um, just talking about the importance of maintaining connections in times of uh, government separation, um, like it's kind of crazy. Like this is the first time I've ever lived through anything like this. And um, so, yeah, I I would say uh, at times in this journey, I have felt ill-equipped, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, totally. It's it's been weird and crazy, and it's hard to to scramble and respond. So, so I wanted to just invite you in today, so we can walk through some practical tips and and just advice to help people um, know what kind of resources are available uh, for for their small group um, to be able to help build connection. It doesn't have to be uh, within you know this church sanctioned small group environment only right i mean it can be any group of friends um but obviously small groups are a group of people that at least for a season have kind of committed to each other like hey we're going to be getting together and and connecting so um i know that you're actually leading two different groups right now right i am i have a freedom group that i co-lead with a friend and then i have um more traditional connect group that i also uh, lead with, um, it's kind of like two groups on two campuses. I have a friend who leads one on the mill plan and I lead one on the Rocky View campus. So. Nice. Nice. So talk to me a little bit about, um, what, what you have done or, uh, tools that you have become aware of, whether you've used all of them or not yet, uh, maybe things that you have used or things that you have planned to be using soon. Yeah. So, um, Really, I've just jumped in and just figured it out, and I've just made it a point to always let my girls know that we are still going to be meeting. I just don't know what that looks like yet. So we use the I use the, the app called GroupMe for both of my groups, and it's like a group messaging app where we can all be talking to, to each other all week long. But um, what's nice about it is it's it's in an app, not your messaging, so you can like turn the notifications off like while you're at work or something. Um, so that's a lot easier to use than like just traditional group text messaging. And so I'm always in there and I'm like, Hey guys, 
not sure what Saturday is going to look like, but you know, just keep checking the app and I'm going to be posting something. And so what we ended up doing actually in our freedom group was we actually had a, a gal in our group who was immunocompromised already. So she didn't come before the quarantine last week. Um, and mm -hmm. so we tried a couple different apps and they weren't really working for her that night. So eventually she just called in, but we had our first like official quarantine meeting this week. And my co, uh, my co-leader and I used an app called house party, which is really nice because you can get like eight people video chatting at once without a time limit. Nice. So the quality is not as great. Like there's a lot of glitchiness, a lot of people whose cameras are cutting out and, you know, things were getting dropped and it drains your battery, but we could all be in there looking at each other's faces and doing freedom together. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about like, do we continue freedom groups? Do we, you know, put a pause on them? And we decided to continue ours because we just want to get through the curriculum and we want to make sure our group stays together for that because nice. it's such an intimate thing. Um, and then the other thing for my other small group, my other connect group that I have that meets on Saturdays is this last Saturday, I just zoomed everybody. I just did the free zoom account. I let them know, Hey guys, it's going to kick us out after 40 minutes, but let's get together. Let's chat. I just want to check in with all of you and make sure you're doing okay. Cause this is really weird and crazy and scary right now. And so we did, we just, we all hopped on, like, I think four or five of us were able to make it out of like six or seven. And we just chatted and we talked and we brainstormed what we're going to do. And so our plan right now um, is to do this week, we're going to do one of those like virtual museum tours together because on Zoom, you can share your screen. So like I can log in to the tour and then I can share my screen and we can all be like talking about what we're seeing and stuff like that. Um, but there's just so much out there and the church has put together some great resources on their webpage. Um, some things that I found that I'm really excited to try is there's a Google Chrome browser extension called Netflix party, where you can all watch the same Netflix show at the same time and have like a live group chat about it. <laughs> so I really, I really want to try that, like watch like some silly rom-com or something with my girls and, um, just be, you know, everybody have their own popcorn in their own living room and doing that. Um, but there's such great stuff. I mean, there's Google Hangouts. I've used that for meetings. Yeah. There's Zoom. There's, um, you know, just one-on-one, -on -one, like, FaceTiming and, and video chatting with people in different ways. There's, like, I think Facebook Messenger has, like, a video chat option. You yeah, if you have uh, six people or less, they can all be on video, I believe. Yeah. Anybody else beyond that, I think it's uh, audio only. And then um, the only other one I think that I would mention right offhand is... Uh, webex.com, um, just W-E-B-E-X.com. I'll put as many of these as I can remember in the show notes later so people can reference them. Um, that Webex is also one that doesn't have a time limit and it's a pretty sweet free service. Um, we had a small group leader this last Monday night have his small group and probably had 20, right around 20 guys in the group. And, uh, a little bit of a little bit of glitch here and there a little bit of messiness you know just as people are getting used to it um but really pretty simple you know you just download the app and rock and roll and so beautiful um i personally because of the the church all of our email addresses are gmail based we have um like the the business access uh to google products and so um, the business version of Google Hangouts is uh, is called Meet, and it's awesome. Like I can have a hundred people on video, 
nice. in, my, in my little Google Hangout thing. And so for me personally, I've just been using that because it's quick and easy. Because the only requirement then is that they, they have a Gmail account. And most people do. And if they don't, usually they're, they're happy to just sign up for one really quick. So, um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned virtual game night. So talk to me about how you think that might work out. Because I think some fun things might be good rather than like, I don't know, sometimes I think people go automatically to like Bible study or curriculum or whatever. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the way my small group works as it is, is we alternate doing one week where we do like a study and then one week where we go out and do something fun. We've gone to in and out, we've done game nights, we've gone to the movies. And I was like, I want to keep that going. So um, what we were thinking was probably doing something with like, like either cards or apples to apples, where if you have your own apples to apples deck, you could all just take turns being the judge. The judge could hold up the green card. Everybody could pick their own red card and then hold it up to the camera. And then the judge picks their favorite. You know, it takes away like the secrecy of it, like surprise of who it is, but it would still be really fun. You know, um, if everybody had like a deck of cards, you could maybe play go fish together. You could play war together. I mean, you just got to kind of get creative (laughs) Um, and acknowledge that it's not going to be the same and it's not going to be quite maybe as fun, but it's going to be a lot of laughter. It's going to be a lot of mistakes and like funny things happening and weird stuff going on. And that can just be a lot of fun too. You know, like trying to figure it out together is a really great bonding thing and a really great memory building experience. Yeah. One, uh, one group speaking at virtual game nights, uh, one group, what they're doing is they're, they sent out a message to everybody and said, download this game on your phone. Um, cause most, most, oh, well, depending on the game, but a lot of games have the ability to sign in via Facebook and then you yeah. can invite your Facebook friends and you can play against each other and you can have your own little tournaments. And so, uh, I, I like, um, kind of, we could criticize, uh, games on phones all the time for being <laughs> time wasters and stuff, but I think it's a pretty creative way um, to, to kind of redeem something that has maybe been a little bit abused, you know, over time. And so we can actually take these things that in our normal social context have maybe pulled us away from community and actually repurpose these, uh, these issues (laughs) into things that actually draw us into more community. And so, uh, just a shout out to Julie Duncan that her, her group is doing that, uh, that phone game thing. And I've shared that idea with quite a few other leaders and everybody's like, Oh, that's kind of a fun idea. You know, I think I'd like to try that out. Um, so I'll just mention these verbally in case people aren't looking at the show notes, um, at our church website, uh, manahouse.church slash virtual groups, uh, virtual groups, uh, is, one area where we have some resources that would have some of the information that we've already talked about. We've actually covered a little bit more than what's on the church website. Um, and then manahouse.church slash at home has a lot of great resources for just uh, how to do church together when we're not together. Yeah. So we're, we're putting it up. We're putting a Sunday service up at uh, 9 30, 11 15, two o'clock and six o'clock which I know we have some people that listen to our podcast that aren't Manahouse people. Um, but hey, if you're wanting to dial into an extra 
thing, you know, after you've uh, engaged with whatever your church is doing, you know, obviously it's another great worship and um, man, I know the last two weeks, the preaching's just really been on point. So um, that's been really, really good. And hosts a virtual watch party too, for either our church service or your church service. If you're from another church, most churches who are broadcasting online are doing Facebook live and you can host like a watch party on Facebook. And that's what I did this last Sunday. My friend and I created like a group on Facebook and it's kind of exploded, which is really exciting. Um, but you know, we just hosted watch parties and everybody can chat in real time. And so everybody's going, amen. And that's such a good point. And, oh, I love that. And everybody's responding and prayer requests and, you know, and so that's another really great way to build community and do church together when we're not together is hosting those watch parties. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and what a great way to then even continue conversation in the week from, from a small group leader perspective, since you've already created the group, then you can obviously go into, into messenger and just, uh, hit up that group in messenger. And, and, uh, we're actually putting out, uh, resources at the at home part of our website is uh sermon discussion guide. And so you could take one, one of the questions and just be like, Hey guys, you know, we watched the sermon together. What are your thoughts on this question right here? And allow, and allow some level of dialogue even to be occurring between people, or you can hop onto a quick video chat, you know, even if it's not like a pre-scheduled thing, just see if you get three or four people to jump on and, and chat. And so one of the things that um, I've been trying to do the last couple of days, uh, we've actually had really good receptivity from all of our leaders on the idea of going virtual. It hasn't been as big of an obstacle as I kind of first thought it would be. People are a little like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm happy, but I'm happy to give it a try, you know. We're and, all in that boat. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so, um, so it's been really cool just to see people's attitudes um, towards it. It's been really nice. Um, and I had a really good point I was going to make there. Um, what were we talking about? So, uh, like, not a lot of opposition to from people about going virtual. Yeah. So. Anyways, we'll talk about something else. Um, so just uh, transitioning into, um, you know, why, I guess we're supposed to start with the why and we kind of started with the what, right? Um, why, why is this so important to you, Kayla? What do you see? Um, oh yeah, I remember now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to go back then. I knew if I changed the subject that it would come back to me. So, uh, <laughs> So I, I kind of referenced it a, a minute ago is just talking about how people get intimidated um, by this idea of like, well, you know, I mean, does it need to be a Bible study? Does it need to be something all intense? Um, and, and so what I'm trying to do now is just painting in small group leaders' uh, minds the picture of the, the digital coffee shop, you know, like basically so many of us would be fine to like, Hey, uh, do you want to go grab a cup of coffee together? Or like, Hey, let's get the group together at Dutch bros or whatever. And, um, and when we sit down over a cup of coffee or, you know, a caramel frost or whatever, um, we, we just talk about life and we connect with one another about whatever is going on right now. It's not scripted. It's not an agenda. It's just relationship. And so I guess that's what I've been trying to do just to help because it, because it is a, a little bit of a foreign um, concept of what we're, I mean, it is and it isn't, you know, 
but because the method of connecting is different now, sometimes we get lost in what we think is expected of us in that connection. So good. So, so I've been just using that that idea of the digital coffee house, coffee shop, like just you know, like, hey, I got a cup of coffee right here. You know, Kayla, nice to see you, and glad we can connect today. Um, like it's pretty cool that we can record this episode and you know like you're at home and I'm at my home and <laughs> and yet we're able to connect and and get get some really quality things accomplished together and I think that's pretty cool. So um so the digital coffee shop is like hey just relax and so that's what I'm saying even if it's not scheduled you can pick people up in little impromptu group chats and video conference calls just so you see each other's faces every once in a while people know you're alive and you're doing well. Yeah, <laughs> so important. Having said that, jumping back into the um, help me with why you think um, this is so important, you know, just maintaining social connections um, potentially right now could be more important than ever. So yeah, I think a lot of people are obviously struggling with this whole idea of being in quarantine for a lot of different reasons. But I also think people, there are, there's a subset of people who are surprised at how much they're struggling with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I'm about as introverted as they come. I'm somebody who can totally turn off her phone for a weekend and lay on her couch and be alone and be okay with it. And I swear my walls are like closing in on me every morning. <laughs> um, and so, and that was surprising to me that I struggled with it quite as much as I, I am. So I think it's call the apartment manager about that. <laughs> probably. Yeah. The, the walls, uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I just think it's so important that we intentionally continue those connections with people. And I think it's important that we make a little bit more of an effort to meet or to, to touch bases at least one-on-one -on -one or in smaller groups as well. Because people are needing support right now. People are scared for their health. They're scared for their livelihoods. They're scared for their finances. They're scared for their families. There might be a, a mother of small children or children with different, you know, developmental issues or someone who's immunocompromised or someone with elderly parents. My mother's over 60 and I get concerned, you know. Um, and so there's just a lot of fear in this world. And so I think right now, being super intentional about our community and just checking in. And when I met with my small group this last Saturday, that was like all I said I wanted to do. I was like, I just want to check in and see where you guys are at and take, take your temperature and just, you know, kind of see what you're struggling with and what we need to pray for and what you're, what's going on in your lives right now. Like who's working, who's not working, mm -hmm. um, who's in healthcare, who's, you know, just going stir crazy in their apartment, you know, who's got big events going on right now that they don't know what that's going to look like. I have a friend whose wedding had to get canceled, you know? Wow. Um, so it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just so much. And so I think it's just, it's on us as group leaders and as the church to be very intentional during this time to reach out to the, the ones that we kind of have taken under our wing, you know? And that okay. we've, and I think that's a great, that's a great clarification point. There is, we're not asking you to try to connect with the whole world <clears throat> because that's impossible and, and overwhelming and incapacitating, you know, like, <clears throat> um, so it's, it's taking a look at the people that God has placed in kind of your sphere of influence in, in your circles and just, um, just taking the time it doesn't even have to be complicated, but just like, Hey, um, just thinking about you today, um, praying for you, even like if everything is going good in their life, all you've done is reminded them that 
other people know that they exist and care about them. Um, and I was actually just reading an article last night and, um, it's a Portland specific statistic, but interesting. Nonetheless, um, they noted that police calls on suicides are up 41% this year compared to the same time last year and up up 23% from early March to March 22nd. So obviously, you know, the, that's right about like, you know, just before March 22nd is kind of where the quarantine like really hit full scale. And so um, 20, like just on the lower end of those statistics, 23% increase in, in suicide uh, related phone calls. And so there, so like the government, it was, I can't remember I if it was the, it was either the fire chief. I think it was the fire chief that was saying this. Um, she just says, I ask everyone to reach out by phone, text, or video chat to connect with your family, friends, and neighbors if they're struggling. And I just thought, interesting, you know, that, well, how in the world do you know if they're struggling unless you call them? And so um, it's, in this season, you know, when, when, when they tell us we can't meet in the building on Sunday morning, it's kind of intimidating as a person that works for a church. It's like, oh, well, well, what are we going to do? Yet me being the small groups pastor at our campus, this is in some ways a dream come true. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. It's the part of the church that in American church has been underdeveloped for a, a good, I mean, there are churches that hit it out of the park, but as a general rule in America, we don't do super great on community and so um, to have us kind of even forced into this place where we need, we need to learn a few things. We need to grow in our ability to mm-hmm. connect with one another in a really meaningful way. And so, um, man, sobering, sobering statistics from, you know, from government and, and first responder type people yeah. saying, please, please, please. And the added benefit is that we don't just have the human connection piece going on, Kayla, right? Like we're, we're connected to the God of the universe who, uh, who loves us. And we have a message of hope and truth and life. And so we don't just have the ability to be like, hey, buck up, buddy. It'll get better. You know, keep your chin up. It's easier to take a to take an uppercut. Oh, wait, no. Um, but, we, you know, we want people we want to give people real encouragement. Like we say in, in small group leader uh, training is encourage people, share scripture, pray for them and encourage next steps. And, and we can actually, you know, uh, not from a follow and check off this list kind of way, we can actually walk people through that type of format. We can encourage them. We can share scripture with them. We can pray for them and we can, Hey, what's your next step? Um, and next steps don't always have to be this super spiritual sounding thing. It can be something very, very basic, very down, down to earth. Like, Hey, I need you to brush your teeth today. You know, like, yeah. like go for a to, walk around go, the block. Yeah. Take a shower and yeah. go for a walk, brew yourself a pot of coffee. And you know what? Uh, next time you're at the store, buy your favorite creamer. I know it's not good for you, but you know what? You just need to get that. <laughs> so. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and also I want to make sure we're not glossing over the, like reminding each other as leaders, we need to take care of ourselves too. Mm. Like we can't, 
be stewarding and, and, and shepherding and pastoring all these people and just emptying our own cup and not filling it back up. So make sure that you're reaching out to the people in your life that fill you up, your mentors, your pastors, um, the people, your, your small groups coach, like what we have in Mana House. Um, make sure that we're making sure we're keeping plugged into that aspect so that we can keep ourselves filled up. Because, you know, like we said, a lot of people are going through a lot harder times and they're going to be needing a little bit more from us emotionally and spiritually. And so we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves too. Totally. No, that's so good. Um, yeah, it's our first, our first bonus quarantine episode was all about, um, just three thoughts on that is, uh, eating, moving and sleeping, you know? And so, um, how are you eating? How much are you moving? And then make sure you're getting good sleep. Um, those are just three huge foundation blocks of a, of a healthy, you know, mental, mental life. If, if you're not eating well, you're not, your brain is not going to be functioning well. Your emotions will get all messed up, potentially hormones, all that kind of stuff that can be affected by what you eat. If you're not moving, you know, you're not getting any exercise and your endorphins are down and, and you just feel sluggish and tired and look. And, and, and so that's uh, super fun. And, and then if you're not sleeping well, hello. So yeah, it's such a good point that we can't get so consumed in, oh, I need to help and serve and love other people at the expense of doing the basic things that we need to make sure that we're healthy. And also recognizing, just like you said, you don't always have all of the tools. It's weird how you can feel equipped to help other people. And yet when it comes to your own world and your own, like you just, for some reason, the tools don't work and you need help from someone else yeah. to come in or, or actually you just need the encouragement from someone to say, you know what, Kayla, you're doing a great job and keep up the good work. Like you, you're not you're not failing. Like you seem to think you're failing and that can be so helpful uh, in this. A lot of power in that phrase. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, and then I think kind of a a little piggyback point onto that would just be considering other leaders. Sometimes we, we think about the people that are, I don't know if you like, we have a big enough church that we think, we always have to think in organizational charts, right? Because we've got to try to keep everything organized. Um, so if you're to think about, you know, an organizational chart, you usually have people above you and people below you. And you usually have people, you know, next to you at the same level. And so sometimes the people that are on the same level of, of us as far as leadership and authority and responsibility in whatever organization we're a part of, we don't think about them as much because they're they're peer on our level or maybe they're um, you know above us on the chart and and we think oh they're good they're connected they're plugged in mm-hmm. but sometimes just a quick text a quick call or whatever you know hey i was just thinking about you today hey i'm praying for you today hey man i wow i just really appreciate you you know like it it's amazing how we can take 30 seconds to just touch somebody's life and who knows what you might be pulling them out of, saving them from. I mean, and so. Um, I There's been say- so many times in my life where like a text or a card or just a quick like, hey, how you doing? Thinking about you. Um, good luck. You know, has just <laughs> like flipped a switch in me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we're actually uh, trying to encourage everybody in Mana House and we'll just we'll throw it out there to all of our listeners is 
is uh, just think about five people. I, I like to think about just five people per day and they don't have to be five new people every day, though it's good to rotate a little bit. Um, just five people today that you can text, you can call, connect with in some way to encourage them to just say, hey, how are you doing? Um, is such a beautiful way for us to, to, to put some intentionality and some plan. And then, you know what, just allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on whatever the heck he wants to breathe on. <laughs> because <laughs> one of those five could turn into a life-changing moment for someone. And we just never know how, that, how or when that might happen. Yeah. Well, um, man, I think this has been some really good content. I, I just want to thank you for investing time in putting thoughts together and then uh, investing the time to be on the call. And so uh, if you had one last thing, you know, to drop in the lap of the audience, you know, I always love this. And you always do this to me. Yeah. Pressure on you, but you always come through. So what, what's your, what's your parting thought today for those in quarantine? Um, I would say that my parting thought is we're going to get through this together. Have some grace on yourself. You don't have to be the parent who does the perfect homeschooling or the person who is super productive and has an completely newly decorated and organized house at the end of this. It's okay to have some Netflix days, you know, so have some grace on yourself. Um, understand that each day is going to be different and some days are going to be better than the other and look for the joy in this. Look at what God's trying to do. I, I'm, this might sound silly, but I'm really excited to see what we're going to learn in this season and how we're going to apply it after the season is over, you know, as a church around the world, you know, how we're going to use all this knowledge we're gaining from virtual groups to maybe impact prisons or hospital wards or cancer wings or, you know, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Um, but look for the joy in it, you know, press into God and find, ask him what he wants you to learn through this or what he wants to do through you in this time. Um, look at your, you know, your families and what kind of memories you can make together. You know, a lot of kids are probably going to look back on this in 10, 20 years and be like, yeah, that was a weird time. I think there was like a pandemic, but I just remember like we had dinner together every night as a family and it was really cool. You know? Um, or I remember that was like a month straight where mom and dad play games with me like every day you know? So like, there's going to be ways to find joy in this. So just look for those. So good. It's like when, uh, Joseph's brothers sold him into Egypt, you know, and uh, I just read that yesterday. <laughs> and they, they, and they came to him and they're like, we are in such big trouble. And he's like, Nope, you know what you intended for evil, God meant for good. And, and it's like what the enemy means for evil in this situation, God will turn for good. So I love, that is such a great parting thought, Kayla. Like, yeah. Look for the God opportunity in this. Look for the thing that God is doing. And I think that is true for really every aspect of our life is that no matter whether it's a great season or whether it's a really challenging season is what is God doing? Where is the hand of God in this circumstance, in this situation? And how, how can I then just flow along with what the hand of the Lord is doing? Because uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 119.68. Lord, you are good and you do only good. Teach me your ways. And oh. I love the last part of that being there because um, how often we can look at what God is doing 
and not understand that it is good. And it's because we don't understand his ways. And so, Lord, you are good and you do only good. Teach me your ways because it doesn't always look like that. And so, awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This is always a a joy to come in and do this with you. So Have a great day working from home. Well, there you have it, folks. Our great interview with Kayla Smith, one of our small group leaders at the Rocky Butte campus. Again, I hope you have found today's conversation to be helpful. You can check the show notes for some links to some of the resources that we discussed. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at rickm at manahouse.church. Always love to hear from anybody in regards to ideas for future episode topics or any other ways that we can help make the Growing Faith podcast an even greater resource to you in the ministry that you do every day. With that, thank you so much for being here today. God bless you and have a great day.